0: Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor gives you sports betting tips. I'm your host, Professor Sides. And for the latest updates, information, and picks, you can follow me on Twitter at Professor Sides. Today is Tuesday, June 7th, 2022. And this episode covers today's best Major League Baseball bets. I'll briefly touch on the remaining games at the end of the show in extra innings. In case you're new here, I've built a mathematical model for win probability, hitter and pitcher projections, and I analyze weather data in order to make one pick. And one pick only on every game played Monday through Saturday. A lot of times I make Sunday picks, but no Sunday shows. That doesn't mean that I recommend you do the same. I'm just giving you the information as to what I like the most or my head is for each matchup. As I go through the plays, remember that there are no locks in gambling. So what I'll give you are loves, likes, and leans to help you decide which picks you might want to play and how I recommend scaling your wagers. With that in mind, please understand that good and bad variants will occur. So as much as I'd like to say will be profitable each and every day, that is an impossible reality for any gambler you know and I say that spiel at the beginning of every show I talked about this a little bit last week I don't want to uh dive too deep into that but I know there's a lot of new people coming on board each and every day appreciate all the new uh the new people y'all are, y'all have been fantastic uh but just as a as a reminder there when we talk about good and bad very right we we mean two things number one there's good and bad luck and that's the you nailed the handicap you nailed exactly how it was going to play out and it just doesn't work out because umpire a wonky coaching decision just the way the ball bounces you know that sort of thing um there's also just good and bad variance and it's just as a reminder right when when the model says when and when i agree with the model i say hey a team wins 60 percent of the time what we mean by that is they play 10 times and the other team's still going to win four of them and that's bad variance in that it's just you know we we have an edge mathematically but we know like i said there's no locks in gambling that the the things still happen you know pitchers still have good and bad outings uh you know last night for instance there was a, a surprising result out west with Boston and LA that being a one nothing game I mean I I think all of us pretty much said we really don't trust one or both of those pitchers. for that to be a one nothing game was just truly surprising and that's just the way it goes right sometimes you know if they if they play that game 10 times my guess is only one of them is a one nothing game. If they play that game fifty times, maybe only one of them is a one nothing game, and that happens. So that's just as a reminder. That's the way it's going to be. Always keep that in the back of your mind. What we're trying to look for is long term process. Uh, we're not focused on one win or one loss here and there as that sort of stuff happens. And for the season, uh, break even for the season. And I mentioned this yesterday again. Anytime my the official record that I've got. For all these picks is positive i think that's fantastic that means you viewer um should be positive as well i'm really handicapping myself i only make picks at one book for the most part i make them at one time of the day so i'm not waiting for better numbers you guys you shop around you choose which ones you like and don't like can't avoid some of the picks uh that you don't agree with that you're not confident a lot of times i'll give you multiple things and i'll say hey if you like if you think this if you think this you can make this pick or whatever and hopefully y'all can always you should always be able to do better than me so if i'm able to handicap myself and be at this break even slightly positive whatever Mark uh making a pick on just about every single game that makes me feel fantastic because I know that y'all can do better and that's really what I'm hoping for it doesn't really matter what I put in the sheet what matters is that there's money in your pocket so hopefully y'all can take advantage of that yesterday first day without an A-Pick winner since April 14th now part of that was a function of there's only five games that were played yesterday uh but that just shows how good the picks have been um Hopefully, we got we got plenty of apex today, so we'll, we'll for sure have an apex winner today. Hopefully it's more than one, uh, right? And then just another reminder, especially as I know a lot of y'all are new and maybe you haven't heard this, uh, we are now uh, exactly two weeks out from Mrs. Professor's uh, due date for our second child. So whenever that comes, I will still post picks. Uh, there will be some downtime, of course, in the hospital. Uh, so I'll post picks on Twitter. I'll post them on the sheets Still update the results, still all that fun stuff. Uh, but there will be no shows whenever we're in the hospital I would probably be murdered if I tried to do a show from the hospital <laughs> I would not end well as I'm sure many of y'all can't imagine um so again just as a reminder there whatever, whatever we just go dark on YouTube but you know that's what's going on I'll tweet about those reminders as well so you can follow me on Twitter there for those updates and before we get to today's slate a quick reminder please hit that like button if you're on YouTube also if you aren't yet please consider subscribing or following it's free and the only way, assuming you turn notifications on, to ensure you don't miss any of the college basketball, MLB, or college football content that this channel provides. Share with a friend if you know others in the game. Hit me up on Twitter or drop a comment from YouTube. Love those and try to respond to as many as I can. And I'm gonna get right to it here today. 16 games. I don't think we're gonna have any rainouts today. There were a couple that got scary yesterday, one shortened, um, one called off, one delayed real deep end of the night and if y'all have not seen the clip of the ground screw in Cincinnati go check that out uh I tweeted about this as you know a former player having to work with the tarp I've been there where those guys were the rain came down they should have got that tarp out there sooner I'm not saying they could have finished the game, but they would have at least had a chance. By the time they got it out there, it was raining so hard. By the time they could even get the tarp, pull it out, there was so much rain on it, they couldn't move it. And they're fighting that tarp, and that every guy they, they could find pulling the tarp, and it is not moving. And about 20% of the infield just got drenched. It's um, It was just a, a crazy uh, couple minutes there, How just how much it downpoured so quickly in Cincinnati. I think we avoid that today. I think all the games get in. Uh, there might be a delay here. In this first one, Rangers at Guardians, it'll be a double header. First game scheduled for 310 Eastern, first pitch. It may start off then, it may have to be a little bit later. Thankfully, the rain looks like it'll clear out here by the middle of the day. Weather wise for both of these games, we're going to start off, for the f- most part, in the first game, we'll be in the upper 60s. By the end of the second game, we should drop down to the mid low 60s. No real wind effect. It's either going to be. Really light breeze, or it'll be across. Uh, so weather-wise, just a little bit chilly might help the pitchers out a tiny bit. But for the most part, a fairly neutral environment. The first game is John Gray versus Cal Quantrill. I talked about this game yesterday. Um, I, 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 same handicap um, model says Guardians minus one twenty-five. I'm taking the Guardians minus one ten, just like yesterday. A great pick for me. Again, my only fear in this game, and and every every game has a fear, right? There's no, like I said, there's no locks. There's no game that you're like. Everything lines up perfect, and if that's the case, then the only then it's probably you're laying like minus 800 odds, and then your fear is what if something goes wonky? I'm laying minus 800 odds, right? My fear in this game, as I mentioned yesterday, uh, Quantrill has really overperformed his metrics, and Gray has really underperformed his metrics, and that always makes me a little bit leery because I just don't think, I, in general, that makes me feel like I'm not getting good value. But I'm gonna trust the model. Model says minus 125 for the Guardians, so minus 110 is actually really good value so I'm going to trust that process even though I'm just a little bit nervous um that great is the better pitcher I like Quantrill I don't trust this Rangers team really at all uh, their offense is just very top heavy uh their bullpen is worse than the Guardians so I'm going back to the well like I tried to yesterday Guardians a pick minus 110 odds for game one game two I'm not seeing um, I'm seeing some odds out there on this one. I'm not able to lock anything in on Bet Stamp. They're having some issues with these games. Uh, I am seeing a number of minus 120 for game two on the Guardians. And if that is still available, that's the pick that I want to make. I just want to try to get it, you know, all for uh, you know, make sure I have all my receipts, right? <laughs> and so I want to make sure I can get this locked in on Bet Stamp um before making this official. Uh, but guardians minus 120 i think it's a great price for game two the model says guardians minus 142 so just great value on both games Backing cleveland it looks like the pitching matchup is going to be taylor hearn versus connor pilkington hearn is a pitcher who i just don't think is very good he's not been as bad as his era has indicated this year but he does not project well and his underlying metrics are still well below average so Definitely a pitcher worthy of either fading or taking an over with. Pilkington, on the other hand, uh, grades out really well. He's not a guy who's going to go seven innings. Um, You may want to wait on this one, and you may not. You got a couple of different options here. So um, thought process one is a number like minus 120 is really short. Go ahead and just grab that value and don't overthink it. I think that's a very reasonable thought process. The other thought process see what happens in game one with the bullpen usage and maybe hold off. I think that also makes a lot of sense too. You got to figure out what works for you. I'm a little bit leery of the fact that we know Pilkington won't go deep, that Guardian's bullpen, um, also a little top heavy. The back end guys I, I think are pretty good, but they just don't have as much depth as you want for a double header. So there's just a little bit of a concern there in the back of my mind of, If the first game is tight, they use up all their big arms, and then we get to that second game, and now they're left a little bit hung out. Now, the good news is I don't think the Rangers' bullpen is good, right? So, And I don't think Hearn's good. So you still have that working for you. Maybe in that world, you shift to a Guardians team total over. Um, So, again, some things to look at, things to keep in mind. The fear there is if you wait, that number for the Guardians might end up around that minus 140 into the minus one you know upper 140s up to minus 150. at that point all the value's gone and now it's i mean you could play it but it's not a long-term uh, successful play in in my book so you got some options to weigh there maybe split a little bit put a little bit now and wait i mean there's just all sorts of things it's all about personal preference what works for you i, want, I mean you should always be comfortable with what you're picking i'm trying to give you some tips i'm trying to tell you what the model says i'm trying to help you all out um, give y'all things to think about but at the end of the day you have to figure out what I'm saying you agree with or what you disagree with um and so in this case there's a couple different options to look at personally if you look at what I'm at minus 120 is just too much value to pass up as it gets higher and higher though like I said maybe you decide wait a little bit see how that bullpen usage plays out in that first game or like I said maybe shift to the Guardians team total over um just because I just don't trust Taylor Hearn or the Rangers bullpen to prevent runs in that second game. So I've got Guardians to win both in this doubleheader in Cleveland. So the night game 640 Eastern, first pitch, Diamondbacks at the Reds. Pretty easy winner on the Reds last night. Tonight we will be in the upper 70s to start, upper 60s to close. A game that weather wise we do have some storms around early in the game uh, models are showing a 50 percent chance of rain looks like it's spotty though hopefully it's either gonna just completely miss or it looks like it'll clear out early so this might be a delayed first pitch but when they should be able to get in as it clears out and again it's spotty enough that we may just be able to play like normal and you never knew anything was going on uh, no wind to speak of here in this one is it'll stay under five miles an hour so really you're mainly just dealing in nice weather so mainly you're just dealing with the fact that this is a huge hitters park as we we're all well aware of there in Cincinnati uh, Tyler Gilbert versus Graham Ashcraft Gilbert, a pitcher who fantastic major league debut. I believe it was last year uh, throwing that no hitter. And then since then, for the most part, not very good. Um, he's made three appearances so far this year in the big leagues and his ERA matches his projection North of five, his advance metrics are even worse than that. Um, the Reds offense doesn't grade out really well it's tough to grade them out because they play in such a hitter friendly park I kind of have them as not a very good offense but in such a hitter friendly park they put up runs Uh, we've long been talking about this they put up runs especially in Cincinnati and their offense has been getting um has been projecting better as the season goes on um I don't think they have any trouble scoring against Gilbert in that park The Reds will throw Graham Ashcraft out there who's been fantastic in his three starts. Obviously, he's not going to continue that 1-5 ERA for the rest of the season, but his advanced metrics and projection line up pretty well with a pretty good pitcher here. Uh, I think there's a lot to like with the Reds. I'm taking the Reds at minus 133. It's an A-grade pick for me, as the model says it should be minus 141. Um, I don't know what else there is to say other than the fact that this Reds team, again, is not bad. I mean, they started off horrible. They traded away all their players they were never going to be a 120 loss team they're not a 90 win team either they're not good uh, but they're not bad this time back team's kind of in a similar boat neither team is bad um, but neither team really has enough pieces to get to that you know 85 win mark and so when you talk about similar teams overall you start looking at the fact that the reds bullpen as bad as it was early, has been pretty solid, projects better than the Diamondbacks bullpen. The Red Starter, much better than the Diamondback starter. The Red should be a bigger favorite than this at home. Again, model says minus 141, a great pick for me on the Reds on anything in the minus 130s. Even in the minus 140s, I'm comfortable playing the Reds. It drops to a B pick. Beyond that, I think it's all values lost. I think the model is even a little short on this one. I think minus 150 probably is a more realistic price. I really think there's just a huge starting pitcher mismatch in this game I'm all over the Reds here at minus 133 officially 640 Eastern first pitch Nats at the Marlins Nationals are throwing out Yoan Adone again if y'all been following any time I can't even tell you how many units we've made fading this guy his ERA is about six his advanced metrics are slightly better than that but still very bad projects very bad going forward at this point for the rest of the season Versus Edward Cabrera, who um, just lit it up in his last start. Uh, Highly touted prospect there for the Marlins. Kid who throws, you know, two hundred miles an hour. Um, I think I I think we saw he threw a changeup at like, I don't think it was this high. Maybe like ninety eight miles an hour. So there was something unreal. It's like that's just how hard this kid throws. Fantastic start last time out. Um, his projection going forward is now slightly better than league average. A similar story to that last game, huge starting pitcher mismatch. And so you have to be on the Marlins in one way, shape, or form on this one, whether that's Marlins team total over because you think that they could get some runs off of a dome, maybe a Nationals team total under because their bats aren't very good and they're going to struggle against a solid pitcher who throws pretty hard. Um, I'm going run line. I'm going run line Marlins, uh, minus one and a half. It's plus 106. It's a B-grade pick for me. It's a situation where the money line model number is minus 167. And the price on the Marlins is minus 177. So the model says there's no money line edge. And so I'm not able to give this an a-grade because in general i want an a-grade pick to be something that i agree with my eyes i watch a lot of baseball and the model agrees with as well and the model says that this is priced fairly well i disagree with that based off my assessment of these teams these starting pitchers these bullpens Um, i think this is a bigger mismatch than that but only a b pick because it's what I think not what necessarily the model thinks the model thinks that the price has lost a lot of the value so the model's saying it's not worthy of that third unit but plus odds on the run line here I think makes a lot of sense Adone's lost like 10 of his 11 starts and like nine of those 10 the Marlins have lost by double by 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 at least two runs so it's one of those things where I just think the Marlins is the right side here. I like this run line. I like plus odds. B grade pick for me. Just can't get to an A because the model says that the number just isn't good enough at this price. So Marlins run line for me, and that one B grade pick. Seven o five Eastern first pitch. Tigers at the Pirates. Rick skubal versus Jose Quintana. Two pitchers that I really like. Two pitchers that. Um, you know, low two ERAs, advanced metrics kind of line up pretty well with that. Scooball's advanced metrics are just fantastic. Quintana's not as good, excuse me, but still above average. Both these pitchers project to be good uh, going forward. They don't project to be as good as they've been all season. Uh, but again, when you're talking about low two ERAs, you know, about a third of the way through the through the year, it's hard to be that good going forward. So. Probably won't be this good going forward, but still, I think two pitchers that are good, and especially in the case of Quintana, I've talked about him the last couple times. A pitcher who the projection is still holding on from what's happened in years past, and that's the question you have to ask yourself with Quintana. Watched him the I've watched him his last two starts. I'm a believer in this, and and you may not be, and that's fine. The model still isn't quite yet because the model just says we have so much data last year year before, year before in Quintana, that shows that he's not going to be able to keep this up. And that might be true, but at least for right now, he looks really good. So Quintana is a pitcher I believe in. Scooball, same thing. I like both of these guys. And with that in mind, I'm going to go under seven. It's minus 125. This is an A-grade pick for me, and I'm comfortable laying a little bit of juice here at 7 you know I don't like going under six and a half. If the only thing you've got a six and a half, again, I would say make sure you have multiple sports books you can shop around. If see if there's a seven somewhere else, check the bet stamp app that's free and they will show you odds from a lot of other places, not everywhere. Okay, they don't have odds everywhere, but they have a lot of other places so you can see maybe where you'd want to shop around. I really like under seven, I want that push protection there. I don't like going under six and a half if six and a half is the only option i'd look first five under and that at least avoids these bullpens because these bullpens aren't very good but i think both these pitchers can at least start us off on the right foot under seven is my pick here with regards to the side the model says it's basically a coin toss game so the model thinks there's a little bit of edge on the pirates at plus 112. i don't think that's a bad idea as long as you're getting some decent value there on the plus odds on that money line and then to round out this game weather-wise, we do have some rain in the area. Hopefully um, it clears out. We might have a little bit of a delay, but it looks like we should be able to get this game in as of now. I'll tweet updates out about that as well. or Temperature-wise, we're going to be low 70s to start, upper 60s to close. So a nice night uh, and no real wind as it'll be mostly across and not very strong. So under seven, a great pick for me in Pittsburgh. If you're only seeing six and a half, that's where I look to a first five under three and a half. 7.05 Eastern first pitch, Cubs at the Orioles. Next night in Baltimore, will be in the mid-70s. Some wind out to left field, 10 to 15 miles an hour early in the game, dying down at the end of the game. Also some rain in the area. It looks like it should stay light, though, and that they either play through it or maybe have a delay. But again, one that doesn't look like it's just going to be a downpour and they can't play. But definitely some rain in the area, so something to keep in mind. Keegan Thompson versus Kyle Bradish: A tale of two pitchers here. Thompson just looks fantastic as he's um, lengthened out here as a starter, projects to be a pretty good pitcher. Bradish just hasn't looked very good not as bad as that era would indicate you see a near seven era and this in seven games his advanced metrics indicate that his era should be more in the mid fours or in the upper fours that's kind of where he projects as well not good but not maybe as bad as the era so it's just something to keep in the back of your mind um bad but maybe not as bad as that era indicates model says cubs minus 117 Honestly, I think that's short. I'm really comfortable playing anything in the minus one teens on this one for the Cubbies. And I've got them as an A grade pick officially at minus 113. I've said it before, and I don't want to be a broken record here, but this Orioles team is not good. They are better than they were because I don't think they're going to lose 105 games, but they're still not a good team. And not that the Cubs are great, but the Cubs are feisty enough. And depending on who they throw out there starting wise with as good of a bullpen, they can hang in there with a lot of teams. The Orioles – just not a very good offense. They've been carried by the fact that their pitchers have mostly overperformed for the season, their bullpens overperformed, but they're still just not a good team. This number should be a lot higher, in my opinion. Other game's in Baltimore, but that only gets you a couple percentage points. It's not enough to overcome the massive disparity between these two starting pitchers and the bullpens that will follow them. I don't trust either offense, but the Cubs will have an edge on just about every single pitch thrown in this game because their arms will be better than the Orioles' arms. So I like the Cubs, minus 113, A-grade pick there in Baltimore. 17 Eastern first pitch, Cardinals at the Rays, Dakota Hudson versus Jeffrey Springs. Springs is a guy kind of like Thompson is he's become more of a starter rather than just an opener, lengthened out, pitched really well. Advanced metrics not as good as that ERA, but still projects to be a good starting pitcher to Hudson has had fantastic results this year. He doesn't project as well, and the advanced metrics aren't there this season. But Hudson's a pitcher who's been just fairly up and down, a lot of potential. Uh, you have to ask yourself, do you think this is real or not? Has he really put this together, or is it a situation where it's smoke and mirrors? And the model thinks a little bit of the latter. It's tough to say. I, I've made this comment before. With the Cardinals, the model doesn't really like the Cardinals that much this year, at least for now. Uh, we'll see how that changes over this month, if they can continue uh, their relatively solid start to the season. Model says raise minus 132. I'm very hesitant to play either side in this game, and here's why. Number one, uh, a number like minus 141 on the raise, the model would say that's just too steep. A number like plus 130 for the Cardinals, in general, I would say, hey, the model doesn't really like the Cardinals, and it tends to like the Rays. If the model says minus 132, if there's a little bit of bias there, maybe the Cardinals are the right side at that number. But it's kind of hard for me to take a pitcher like Hudson, who I'm just not convinced. I'm not saying he's not going to be good all season. I'm just not convinced just yet against a guy like Springs, who – also due for some negative regression but not quite to the same extent that Hudson is in Tampa I just I just can't get behind either side that's just me personally. instead I'm gonna take the under seven and a half I love that we're at minus 107 on this. I think that seven is a lot of runs to ask for these two sides in this park. We've seen more games going over lately. And I've taken more over picks as well. But what I've noticed is that we've seen more games going over with like one big inning on both sides, where it's been like top of the inning, three runs, bottom of the inning, two runs. And that's been like 80% of the runs in the game, that sort of thing. We saw it with a couple of the games um, over the weekend. One of them specifically in Tampa against the White Sox, I believe, got to you know 5-4 or something in the fifth inning, and then it finished 5-4. And so it's not so much that there's just a lot of offense. It's just kind of all bunched together at one spot. In general, that's not a trend that should continue, especially in this park. I'm more comfortable playing overs in Hitters Park and warmer weather, wind blowing out, those type of situations, especially as the summer goes on. I mentioned I'll play more overs. In this park, though, uh, it doesn't mean it can't go over, right? It's just, it's harder to get runs in Tampa. And while both pitchers are due for a little bit of regression, I just think this total should be seven. I think they should be saying, hey, if you're going to go under seven, you're going to push at seven. You're not going to win. The fact that we win at seven, I really like. I think both bullpens are solid. Uh, The Rays' bullpen doesn't rate well, but part, part of that is the fact that the Rays, you know, Get, grab guys off the street and they turn out to be good pitchers, right? That's just what they do. And so I'm a little bit less concerned about their bullpen rating below average. I don't trust either offense to consistently do well in that park. And so I think under seven and a half makes a lot of sense. A grade pick for me in Tampa. 720 Eastern first pitch athletics at the Braves. We're going to start off in Atlanta in the low eighties, close off in the upper seventies, a nice night there. Winds blowing Out to left field around five miles an hour to start the game across by the end of the game. So maybe a slight boost to the bats early on, but that's going to fade into more of a neutral run scoring environment weather-wise by the end of the game. Cole Irvin versus Kyle Wright. Irvin's a pitcher I've talked about. I do not believe that his era is real. It's slowly starting to rise. I think it's a little bit of smoke and mirrors. Um, His advanced metrics are league average, and his projection is worse than that based off of, his historical data Uh, Kyle Wright a pitcher who I've talked a lot about I really like I think he's figured it out I've been on this train for a long time and it's been mostly good to us it's tough to pick the side in this game though because the model says Braves minus 216 and the number that I'm seeing right now is Atlanta minus 225 it's just too steep I, I think the Braves win don't get me wrong it's just a lot to lay there um in the fact that baseball's variable, even the worst teams win a third of the time, and even the best teams lose a third of the time. It's just a really high price. I'm not backing the A's, um, that's for sure, but it's just too steep for me with the Braves. You could look run line. I don't think run line is a bad idea. Um, I just, I like going a different route instead rather than the run line for the Braves. I haven't done well with run lines. Trying to stay away from them for the most part. Instead, I have done really well with team totals. I'm going to isolate the athletics and go under three and a half. It's an A-grade pick for me. Minus 140 is as high as I want to go on this. I do not want to lay any more juice in that. Baseball is too variable to lay bigger odds than this for an A-grade pick. If the odds are worse, it drops to a B-pick. I don't think the A's are going to score off Kyle Wright that much. He's a great pitcher. The A's offense is very bad. There's a little bit of boost to the bets early on. So really the biggest thing is the first inning. Uh, if Wright can get it out of that first inning where the A's are going to throw their best punch at him with regards to their best hitters all in a row there to start the game in the warmest part of the day, in the most wind blowing out, still not much, but a slight breeze out. Um, if, if he can hold him down that first inning, that sets us up for success because it's going to be harder and harder for the A's to score as the night moves along. Um, Braves bullpen is fantastic. Um Biggest fear here is that the Braves light up Irvin and it's eight to one in the seventh inning and the Braves start throwing their weakest pitchers. Good news at that point is their weakest pitchers are still not bad. And the A's offense is still bad. Um, like I said, there's, you have to have, you have to be thinking every pick you make, you have to consider how this goes wrong. Um, and that's probably my biggest fear there. And if you're really concerned about that, maybe split your bet between this A's team total under, and then a Braves uh, run line. Um, I think in general, the Braves are obviously the much better team, much better starting pitcher, much better offense. I, every, everywhere lines up. Uh, it's just a little too steep for me to play the Braves at minus 216. I'm going A's team total under three and a half. Hate the juice, but love the number. Don't see the A's getting past three runs. If the juice gets out of hand or this number comes off of three and a half and you're down to two and a half, then I like Braves' run line. 18 Eastern first pitch, Mariners at the Astros, Chris Flexen versus Justin Verlander, two pitchers who um very different in how good they are. Their ERAs do tell the story for the most part in this one. Uh, Verlander, probably not quite as good as that 220 ERA, but not too far from it. Um, obviously, still an elite pitcher. Uh, Flexen, you know, probably a little bit worse than his 450 ERA is. Advanced metrics say he's a little worse. Projections a little bit worse, not by a ton. I don't need to tell you much about these two pictures you know that one's really good and you know that one's not so I'm not adding any valuable content for you there model says Astros t- minus 229 and it's just a, it's a similar story to the previous game um Mariners offense definitely better than the A's offense um but Verlander. as much as I like Kyle right I still think Verlander's a better pitcher than Kyle right um Flexen and Irvin, I mean, two pitchers who, like I said, I don't really think are going to be that good going forward. So, like I said, a very similar story. Models is Astros, 229. Uh, The number right now is just too big to lay on the money line. I looked at team total with the Mariners. Mariners' offense being better than the A's offense, and I know they're facing a better pitcher, but also I'm seeing a number of two and a half for that one mostly. So, instead, I'm going with that run line pick that I kind of mentioned you could do for Atlanta, Astros minus one and a half. I think the odds are a little bit mispriced here. I think it should be higher than minus 116. Again, I'm mostly staying away from run lines. I'm not making a ton of these plays. But in this case, I think it's the best pick to make for this game. I think the Astros, you know, they didn't really use any of their good pitchers last night. Verlander's a guy who can obviously go deep. He's averaging, you know, six and a half uh innings per start which is pretty solid average especially given the fact that pitchers weren't going deep early on in the season those first couple of starts for easily guy can give you seven astros better arms are rusted uh i don't think the mariners score many i just i don't love going under two and a half personally so it's kind of just like i said the flip on the actual picks from the previous game i mentioned braves almost assuredly win astros almost assuredly win just the prices are too high and and again we talk about parlays a little bit you know if you want a money line parlay those two teams i mean they both probably win i just i just don't think there's a lot of value in that that's just me personally because um i think if, if if both games are priced where you're paying a lot on the money lines when you parlay them you're not like getting a magic benefit because you still yes you probably then are looking at maybe an even money type play for both but i would say the odds that both win are are not as much as you think the brain struggles understanding probabilities and the probability that both teams win is still probably about that 50 50 so you're not really getting value it's not to say it's a bad play it's just probably not one that's got great value um again baseball's random bad teams still win good teams still lose either the a's or the mariners could win i don't think either do but probabilistically i'm just not sold on either one of these money lines so i'm looking at team totals i'm looking at run lines in this case i'm going run line just because i don't like mariner's team total at two and a half just it's too low of a number for me personally only a b grade pick though um i think there's value i think this should be out in the minus 120s or minus 130s given the fact that you're seeing asher's minus 240 in the money line i just think this number should be higher so asher's run line b grade pick for me in houston 18 Eastern first pitch, Dodgers, the White Sox, chilly night in Chicago, low 60s to start, upper 50s to close, winds blowing in from left center or center, 5 to 10 miles an hour, Um, stronger wind blowing in early in the game, so definitely a boost to the pitchers in this game, something to take note of. At the beginning of the game, uh, it'll be warmer, it won't be really warm. But it'll be warmer than later but the wind will be blowing in a little bit more and as it gets as the wind dies down it'll just get colder and colder so definitely a boost to the pitchers on this one i don't trust mitch white i don't trust what the dodgers are going to do with their relievers they're up and down their depth just worries me personally so i think the white socks are going to have a little bit of an edge there with regards to, I'm not, I'm not sure the Dodgers can get nine strong innings from their arms. They've got some good arms. Uh, I just, I don't think Mitch White is good. He's going to go, I don't know, three, four innings. Maybe I just, I think he's a below average pitcher. Uh, personally, his uh, projection on a rate basis is barely above average. Um Kopech, on the other hand, I think is a much better pitcher. Probably not as good as that 220 ERA, but still projects out to be above average. His advanced metrics, not as good as that, but again, not bad. I think the White Sox have an edge with the pitchers here. Obviously, the Dodgers offense is fantastic, but I just don't think the Dodgers should be favored by as much as they are. The model says Dodgers minus 104. Basically says the Dodgers, it's a coin toss game, slight edge to the Dodgers. Again, remember, you default to home foot advantage to giving a team a 3% edge. So the model would just start off and just say generic game other than involving the Rockies. Generic game, uh, White Sox would be 53% to win. The model says that it's actually 49%. So we're giving a 4% swing basically for the fact that the Dodgers have a better offense. Um, but they're, again, they're giving it back a little bit on the pitcher. And I think that makes sense. I think the Dodgers maybe should be slight favorites in this one. Um, obviously, they're a really good team, uh, but I just don't think they should be at a price like minus one hundred and thirty. I think that's way too much. I'm on the White Sox at plus one hundred and nineteen, and it's an A-grade pick for me. Kopeck is obviously a little bit of an all-or-nothing pitcher. Um, if he's off, then this Dodgers team is going to put up five runs in the first two innings, and you could change the channel. But if he's on, he has the ability to hold this Dodgers offense down. The White Sox offense, above average, can get to a pitcher like Mitch White. I just think people aren't considering the discrepancy in these starting pitchers. I think White Sox plus 119 makes a lot of sense. It's an A pick for me there in Chicago. And that takes us to extra innings. i got a few leans for you here. These are all C-grade picks. First one is Phillies at the Brewers. Ranger Suarez versus Jason Alexander, who looked fantastic in his first start. Props to him. Um, Still projects to be below average, but his projection gets a lot better after that one start. We'll see if he can do it again. Suarez is a pitcher who projects well based off of last year, but this year has not looked good. I'm going to go Brewers minus 109. The model says Brewers minus 115. Uh, I don't think that Alexander is better than Suarez, but otherwise these two teams are probably pretty similar. Um, I trust the Brewers bullpen more if they have a lead. Their top guys are definitely better than the Phillies top guys. And Suarez just hasn't looked great this year. So I think starting pitcher-wise, it's kind of a who knows, toss-up type situation in the models basically saying I don't really know I'm just giving the Brewers home field and moving on so minus 109 makes some sense Brewers there for me on a lean not one I really love though uh bleaches the Royals um similar situation weather wise as to last night but it looks like it might clear out just miss hopefully we don't have that long delay in Kansas City it looks better than yesterday weather wise we'll be in the upper 70s most of the night no real wind to speak of in a little bit but it'll be under five miles an hour Alec Manoa versus Brad Keller. Manoa is obviously fantastic. Not as good as Eddie Ray. I'm not, you know, breaking news there. Still advanced metrics, pretty good. Projects to be a good pitcher. You see my rating there on him in the sheet. Is I still think I think a lot of him. Model thinks a lot of him. Keller, just very average. Just a run-of-the-mill pitcher. The Royals aren't good. Blue Jays are. I get that. I'm on the Royals at plus 192 just to lean. I don't think the Royals win this game. It's not the most likely scenario. It's just there's some value on this number. Um, we've seen this several times lately. When the number gets too out of hand like this, you don't have to win. You don't even have to win half of them for it to be a good investment. Again, the Blue Jays win this more often than not. But Royals plus 192 is just too much value to pass up just to lean for me. I can't be that confident going against the Blue Jays, but I can't pass up that value on the Royals. Mets at Padres, Taiwan Walker versus U Darvish. Chilly night in San Diego, be around 60 degrees. And that one, I don't really love either one of these pitchers. Walker's had a fantastic season, but projects to still be below average. Uh, Darvish has got a slightly higher than four ERA, and I think that's kind of what he is. I don't really like either pitcher, but the model says there's a slight edge on the Padres, so I'll take the Padres with the lean at minus 125. It's not what I'm confident on. I don't really think much of either one of these pitchers. Um, both offenses are good. Both of these teams are pretty good. Um, I give the Padres a slight edge just being at home, but anything can happen in this game and I wouldn't be overly surprised. Uh, model says slight Padres edge. I'll take the Padres with the lean, but not one I'm overly invested in. Rockies and Giants. Chilly night in San Francisco, as it always is. Upper 50s. Wind blowing out center field, 15 to 20 miles an hour. But in that park, I mentioned this before. Don't really know what that means. The wind swirls around funny there. A lot of times you'll see it blowing in from one direction and out to a different direction. So who knows with that one? Unless you're there um, or have someone with boots on the ground, you don't really know what the wind's doing. Park has played to be much more of a hitter's park this year. That humidor effect was supposed to help that be a higher run scoring offense. It was supposed to help more in the summer as it got more humid in San Francisco and the balls being in the humidor actually had less humidity. The humidor doesn't add humidity. It uh, stabilizes humidity. And if it's you know, 80% humidity outside being in the humidor, it's actually going to be less humid. So it was supposed to help that more in the summer, not early the season. I don't know what to make of it. I've long talked about that park's gotten weird this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, So a total I'm staying away from at seven and a half because I just don't know what to make of it. Model says Giants 207. I'll take the Giants at minus 195 just to lean. I don't know what to make of either one of these pitchers. Marquez has been very bad this year, but his advanced metrics aren't nearly as bad as his ERA is. And he still projects to be average. He just hasn't looked it. Radon, you know, advanced metrics much better than his ERA projects to still be one of the better pitchers in baseball but just hasn't been as consistently good as i expected so i don't really know what to make of either one of these guys i still think redone's a better pitcher don't mishear me there Um, but neither one's just been as good as i thought they would be i thought both would be better and so i haven't done well in the giants this year i can't be too invested in this one i'll take the giants model scissors and edge just a one unit play for me on them at minus 195. And then two games with no lines, Yankees at the Twins. Twins have not announced a starter. I'll tweet about that. Once that happens, there's a line. I'll make a pick on that one. And then Red Sox and Angels. Um, Nice night in Anaheim. Low 70s to start, upper 60s to close. A slight breeze blowing out. Uh, Not going to affect things too much there. Whitlock versus Detmers. Those pitchers do seem to be announced. Um, Just no line as of yet model assuming it is those two pitchers says red Sox should be slight road favorites i will make a pick on that one when there is a line again i'll put that in the sheet and i will tweet that out with a little bit of an explanation if warranted so to recap apex for me i'm taking the guardians in a sweep today i've got the reds minus 133 at home against the diamondbacks i've got under seven even with a little bit of juice in detroit at pittsburgh I've got the Cubs minus 113 at Baltimore. I've got Cardinals and Rays under seven and a half. I've got the A's team total under three and a half with a lot of juice in Atlanta. And I've got the White Sox at plus 119 at home against the Dodgers. And that's all I have for you today. Thanks for tuning into another episode of Picks with the Professor. A reminder, check out the Google sheet for model picks projections and full season results, results on teams. I got all sorts of fun stuff in there. You can find that link and more at the website, www.pickswiththeprofessor.com. If you haven't done so yet, please click that subscribe button to ensure all the sports betting content we provide on this channel is dropped right into your feed. I will see you tomorrow. And until then, remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money.